This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Buckle up and start your engines. This is You Ought to Know with Dave Stahl. With 30 plus years in automotive experience, Dave is here to educate you on everything from repairing your vehicle to the latest industry news and trends. If it's automotive, Dave covers it. It's time for You Ought to Know with Dave Stahl on The Answer San Diego. To be wild. Hi, folks. Welcome to You Ought to Know, FM 96, what, AM 1170, The Answer. This segment brought to you by Southwest Point of Sale. You've got a business where you have cashiers and you'd like to upgrade, eliminate that cashier, do a self-checkout, South Point, Southwest Point of Sale are the folks for you. 800-540-2149. They'll come out, take a look at your facility, and if it works, they'll set you up, and you'll get 24-hour a day, 7-day-a-week service at Southwest Point of Sale. Also, Hot Rods and Custom Stuff for all you card nuts out there. Just go to hotrodscustomstuff.com. And Bumper Doc Santee for scratches, dings, and dents. Nobody, absolutely nobody does it better than Bumper Doc Santee. All right. Hey, I was in uh, Austin, Texas with Toyota with the Corolla Cross. Had a great interview with Chad Moore. Take a listen. All right, folks. Hey, I'm in Austin, Texas with a new 2022 uh, Toyota. What's the name of that rascal? The Corolla Cross. Yeah, you heard him right. I had to have Chad Moore tell me about it because everybody knows the Corolla has been around since, what, 50 years? Yeah, roughly roughly 50 years, yeah. Well, I used to be a service manager in town that had the Corolla when it first came out. I thought, hey, this is a pretty cool little car, and I watched it go through its iteration. But tell me, why is it, why did you bring the Cross in? Where, Where does that fit in the lineup? Well, really expanding the Corolla nameplate, which you said, has a lot of history, uh, a lot of sales, a lot of, a lot of good brand value there, and uh, just bringing it into an entry SUV model, small SUV, a little bit smaller than the RAV4, and, uh, and priced uh, you know, a little bit under it to really give uh, a new option to someone who maybe it's their first time buying an SUV and get something that's affordable, provides a lot of value and a lot of versatility. Well, wouldn't you say that the buyer... 50 years ago is so different than the buyer today yes yes and and you know it changes you know every five ten years you know depending on what people want what's in the marketplace uh and what people are doing you know in the free time exactly and you know gas prices up up where they're at especially in california you know fuel mileage is important uh with this particular vehicle now uh, pricing and driving experiences are are embargoed but you know we'll just hang on to this interview because i think it's important that i just came back on a short run and was and i was in the uh the le and i was perfectly happy it had great visibility but what were some of the things that you were trying to go after because we're we're in between the two vehicles yeah it's um you know uh, providing a nice package a nice ride height right so it's uh, over eight inches of ground clearance so the ride height is pretty close to rev4 uh, obviously, it sits a bit higher than than the Corolla um, or even the CHR, which is our uh, our current model that's in the segment. So, really, adding to that is uh, that ride height. You know, there's all-wheel drive availability, um, but just uh, just allowing you to to get around town. There's good cargo space. Um, you can really take the car and and get you'll get you know over over 30 miles a gallon and 
you know, combined and be able to putt around town, do your daily commutes, your errands. But then, like I said, you can take it out to the, you know, to the mountains, to the beach, you know, wherever you're going for the weekend and, and be able to have a nice weekend trip as well and be able to fit everything you need. So for the folks that just absolutely love the Corolla four-door sedan, is that still going to stay in the lineup? Yes, yes. We still plan to sell a lot of those uh, those great Corolla sedans, uh, Corolla hybrid, Corolla hatchback. You know, this just adds another member to the Corolla family for someone that maybe wants something a little bit bigger, uh, whether it's cargo capacity or just likes riding a little bit higher, right? And one of the things that, that you mentioned in the press uh, presentation was the fact that uh, you can tow with this vehicle. That's correct. Yeah, up to 1,500 pounds of uh, towing capacity, and that's uh, on all models. It, it comes right out the gate with the vehicle. You don't have to add in a towing package or anything like that. So um, actually pretty rare in the entry SUV segment to have you know that kind of towing capacity. really allows you to do a lot of different things. You can get to tow a small fishing boat, Sea-Doo, um, jet ski, you know, or, or maybe you just want to put a, a bike mount back there and have a few bikes on the back. Well, and, I, and I'd asked in the, during the presentation about accessorizing this vehicle because you know nobody wants the vehicle just to be the way it is. They want to be able to add their touch to it. Plus, you've got a lot of people that are more into outdoors, canoeing, and all this adventure stuff that's available nowadays. And I think you said something over 30 uh, different uh, uh, additional options that you can get out of the Toyota parts department. Yes, yes. So uh, almost almost 30 different accessories. And um those are those are range from like I said an activity mount where you can put a bike or something else on the on the back. Um, there's uh, there's roof rails on the LE and XLE models so you can get the the crossbars there, add some additional cargo, uh, and then just a, a whole different uh, library of accessories. Things even like uh, black emblem overlays if you like that kind of blackout look right on all the badging, um, you can get that. Uh, paint protection, all weather floor mats. Um, there's really a wide portfolio that'll be out there and uh, I think they'll provide a lot of value for someone that wants to you know customize their vehicle a little bit further and I think truly if you folks look at that while you're and I highly recommend go to the Toyota website build your Corolla Cross then go to the accessory side of it add all the accessories that you want send that to your local dealer if you're still concerned about going in and out of businesses with lots of people in it they will literally build that vehicle exactly the way you want it you finance it and guess what everything they add to that vehicle is covered by the toyota warranty that's correct that's correct so any uh, any toyota accessories you add on when you get there it's all covered by the warranty as well so it's just like all coming you know right uh, right with your new car so it's a great great way to customize your car and yeah that's the best way to to look and find out all the the great accessories we have is on toyota.com because i guarantee you folks if you go to joe's accessory shop and he throws a bunch of stuff on there and doesn't do it right and he cuts into the wiring harness or he, he does something that you know doesn't fit and you take it to toyota to give a car covered under warranty you're not going to be a happy camper so keep it all under one roof you'll never have a problem with it uh, and then my personal opinion is once you buy the Corolla Cross, add the Toyota service contract if you plan to keep it more than three years or 36,000 miles because the more you cover it, trust me, the longer you'll keep it. And I, I will tell you, the only downside to a Toyota, you'll get tired of it before it'll wear out. I mean, that's just those things run. I've got Toyotas over 200,000 miles. And I think that's one of the key factors to Toyota is the longevity. Yeah, I mean, that's always been one of our uh, pillars uh, in all of our models, especially uh, anyone that's owned a Corolla before. And, th- again, this is a new member of the Corolla family. 
quality and dependability and reliability. So, you know, being to have a nice, durable vehicle lasts a long time, and there's no better way to do it than you said. You, you get your first, you know, um, couple years of Toyota carefree uh, or included with your with your purchase and then you can add on the the service contract as you're talking about and continue going back to the dealer they'll keep that car in tip-top shape and uh, it'll it'll last a long time and it'll make great for trade-in value because especially nowadays when trade-ins are golden can you talk to me a little bit about the the CVT transmissions that's been around for a while now but you've got a different take on on your uh, CVT yeah, so, you know, a CVT or continuously variable transmission, right, they, they, they've been out a while now for all different manufacturers. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, someone that, that likes a traditional, you know, automatic transmission and really feeling those shifts, you know, you don't get the same feeling in a lot of the CVTs that are out there now. But uh, this new CVT that uh, we are on, that is on the Corolla Cross, uh, it's also on the Corolla Hatchback, it, it's a really, uh, we call it the direct shift CVT. And the reason we call it that is because, you can feel a little bit more crisp. It actually has a real first gear instead of uh, just going all the way through that uh, continuous ratio. It has a real first gear that helps you get off the line, helps to feel a little bit uh, more punch and, and just better driving dynamics uh, throughout you know, all the, the different gear ratios um, by really kind of you know, getting the best of both worlds. CVTs typically do give you a little bit better gas miles than a traditional transmission. Um, but, you know, the drivability sometimes, if you're not used to it, can feel a little bit different. This one kind of bridges the gap there. Well, I just, like I said, I just came back. I was in an LE, and I didn't even realize it was a CVT. And I think it's because of that first gear getting you off the line, and then once you get up into the, you know, into the CVT feature of it, you know, it's almost like it's seamless. Yes, yeah, yeah, and it uh, you, you, you'll still get you know those shift points it'll have in there, but again, it's really seamless, and it really helps with the fuel efficiency of the car, great driving dynamics as well. And then I understand you also have rear uh, uh, ventilation vents that you don't find on the competition, especially here in Austin, Texas, where it's going to be 387,000 degrees and 300,000 degree humidity. That rear AC vent system is really a plus. Yeah, I, it really is. I mean, uh, in this segment, it's you really don't find it at all, uh, st- and it's standard on all Corolla Cross models, even if you get the L-grade you know, starting in the low 20s, right, it'll be a great, great model there. And, and those air, AC vents will really, um, you know, help. And th- you can also get heating back there, right? They're HVAC vents. So, you know, whether or not you're in a cold or warm market or it's just that time of the year, um, it really helps for that rear passenger because uh, nothing's worse than sitting in the back and they're blasting it up front and you can't feel any of the air in the back, right? So um, that, that really helps a lot. E- individual vents for each side, you can point them towards you no matter which side of the vehicle you're sitting on in the back. And that is so important, folks. If you and I love it, I, I got into a, a vehicle one day and it was hot outside, and the person in the back said, "Turn on the AC! Turn on the AC!" He says he just started the car. Give it a chance to get cooled up and warmed up. Uh, one question I wanted to ask as well, and that's fuel. You know, eighty-seven, eighty-nine, ninety-one. What what is recommended? Uh, eighty-seven. It's it's recommended and uh, uh, specked out. You know, with the MPG horsepower for for eighty-seven. The other thing I noticed, too, there's no turbocharger, there's no supercharger, but yet, maybe this has to do with that direct CVT transmission, you've got enough power to get up off, off the line, and you going down, if you have to pass somebody, you seem to have been able to find that extra added horsepower when needed. 
Yeah, it's it's partially the CVT, but it's also what we call the dynamic force engine, right? It's a uh, it's a two liter engine, but um, it was uh, developed to, uh, when the original uh, this generation of Corolla came out a few years ago. Um, it's just a punchy engine, right? Almost 170 horsepower, 169 to be exact, and um, it really has enough get up and go, but also balances out with uh, good fuel efficiencies. You kind of get the best of both worlds. Um, and, and yeah, it, it doesn't need a turbo, you know, or anything like that. It, it still has plenty of torque to get you where you need to go. Well, I can't wait for you to TRD it because it's right around the corner. You're going to have to check it out, right? <laughs> I know you don't talk about future products. I won't even put you on that place. Chad, I thank you very much for taking time out of your morning. Uh, it's way more air conditioning in here than it is outside. So I think I'm going to go out and uh, drive a couple more models. All right. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate it. Hey folks, welcome back to You Ought to Know right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170, The Answer. Segment brought to you by San Diego Propane. If you live out in East County and you want a screaming deal on propane, go to sd-propane.com. Give Dave a call, 619-460-1705, 619-460-1705, or sd-propane.com. Tell them I sent you. Express Auto Service right there on El Cajon Boulevard. 7633 in La Mesa. Nobody does it better. Express Auto Service, LaMesa.com. And San Diego Gear and Axle for all your undercage carriage issues. Axles, transfer cases, two-wheel, four-wheel, all-wheel. They do it all. All right, I got Kristen Barclay on the line. And she was in or is in a Ford Ranger, but the Tremor edition. Nice score. <laughs> Yeah, um, you know what? It just—I just drive what they what they uh, deliver. You know, um, <laughs> it's it, it's not like ordering off a of room service. That's but, true. Uh, yeah, um, pretty pretty cool uh, design as well. You know, it had the—I uh, guess it was like a gray with the uh, red and black uh, graphics on it, so you could tell that it was a uh, was a trimmer. Um, of course, it has those, you know, off road tires, and. Um, uh, 9.7 inches of, of ground clearance. I'll tell you one thing, though. Have, so have you been in this truck yet? Yes. Did you have bruises afterwards because you kept running into those uh, metal steps on there? Uh, no, because I was kind of aware of them. Because I think I smacked okay, so myself. I think I smacked myself <laughs> once. And I went, ooh. Yeah. Yeah. For whatever reason, I kept forgetting they were there. And I think it's just because, you know, it's not like it's a super hot truck or anything. Right. Um, and so I would just like walk into them and I'm like, ah, um, yeah, I wish that those were um, that you could lower and raise them or that they were automatic or something um, right. just so that they weren't like there all the time. Um, but uh, definitely a cool little truck. 2.3 liter EcoBoost engine with a 10 speed automatic. Um, I think the thing that, that kind of impressed me is that it can still tow um 7500 pounds yeah um which is you know it's pretty cool um but it's it's getting pricey and you know i'm one of these of the opinion where i just keep struggling with that mid-size truck at the price point where they start getting and you know granted this one costs more because it's got the off-road capability um but when you're up at forty-eight thousand, um i don't know what it is but i'm always just going to default to why not buy a full-size truck yeah and because the fuel mileage isn't that big of a savings either but you know what i think everything is is so much more expensive 
and you knew it was going to trickle down to the vehicles. Uh, so, yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you as well. So you kind of have to look at the truck, you know, as to what it is you want it to do, and then just going to have to pay the price. True, true. And, and, you know, this is not – I don't feel like anybody should go with a trimmer package if they're not kind of wanting that off-road right. where they're going to they're gonna go sling some mud or some dirt or whatever. Um, I mean, this has got – it's got fatter tires. It's got better shock absorbers. It's got new rear springs. So it definitely handles better than the uh, than just a regular Ranger. Um, and that was one of my, my thoughts with the Ranger initially is just that it was kind of rough riding. Uh-huh. Um, so this one, even with the off-road package, it handles a little bit better because they've made some changes to the uh, to the shocks. Um, you can only get the trimmer version, though, in the four-door Super Crew body style. I don't know if that's a, a thing for anybody. And the back seat was kind of cramped. The kids said, you know, there's not a lot of room back here. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So, so they, they didn't really, really want to ride any uh, any major distance. And, yeah, no air as well. Um, I guess, you know, having – we talked about this last week. Having recently come out of the Bronco, I really like the Bronco. And the Bronco feels modern. It feels like a new Ford. And, you know, continuously, you know, same thing in this Ranger and Trimmer. When you're in any other Ford right now, it just still feels dated. I feel like I'm in my dad's Ford. Mm-hmm. Even though it has a new technology, it's just because they're still using a lot of those core interior parts. Um, and, and so for me, I get, think it's become a sticking point only because I'm in so many new vehicles and everything feels new, 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 new. And then I get in that. And the minute I grab the steering wheel, I'm like, I feel like I'm, I'm in my dad's Ford. Yeah, you know what um, they you know what they tell me when I bring that up. Is what's it that? is it broken? I go well, no, and and I I hearken back <laughs> I hearken back to the Toyota cruise control stock that's been on the right. steering column since the eighties. You know they right. finally have gotten away from it, but that's what they always used to tell me: is it broke? It works, doesn't it? Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, you can upgrade it just a smidge. Well, you know, and that's, I always come back to like the core people, you know, Ford has a core loyalty following just as Chevy does and Ram, et cetera. And that core group that's always been in a Ford, they don't care, right? Like, cause they don't even notice the difference. Just like, okay, well, whatever. It's still got all this new stuff. Um, but somebody, I think as we're getting in that newer generation of drivers might become a sticking point. And I think that the, uh, the newer generation um, I think that this Ranger slots in well for that younger demographic, you know, that's what, 20s, 30s, it's looking to uh, to buy something that's kind of different, and they're trying to kind of get right size. Like you said, the fuel mileage on this one's around 19 miles per gallon, so this one might not be right size, but a Ranger without the trimmer package might be, um, and they may find it a sticking point because it doesn't feel as modern. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just being picky. I don't know. No, no, no. I, I, think, it's, I think it's a point well taken. And trust me, you're you're not the first uh, you're not the first journalist that's brought this up. But again, you know, if you could ever explain or understand an engineer to me, let me know. You know <laughs> no, what I mean? I hear you. you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you did yeah, this. Sure. You did this for what reason? <laughs> but I know. Well, and you, it's small it's things that seem like they'd be small to move. You know, like when, when you go, well, why did you put? You know, some vehicles, the, the heated steering wheel knob is on the left of the steering wheel. Not, and not on the steering wheel, but, like, to the left of it, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm always like, why would you not put it on the steering wheel itself? Like, I'm not going to look for it there. And they're just yeah. like, 
well. And they start going into this long spiel about what it takes to move it. And I'm like, uh, never mind. Just say, just tell me it's above my pay grade. That works, you know? Well, um, and you know, yeah. and you know what's funny is everybody, when the Ranger came out, they go, okay, you're going to do a Raptor. You're going to do a Raptor. You're going to do a Raptor. And they come out with a tremor. It's like, hello, were you not listening? So, did you not hear? But did you? Yeah. You've seen the teaser video because the next gen uh, Rangers coming out, um, I believe, next year. You've seen yeah. the teaser video that they just released? Uh, no, uh uh-uh. uh. It looks pretty slick. They just kind of show it on dirt and in some sand and, you know, just various shots with music in the background. It looks pretty slick. And then the, I was doing a little research and. There was going to be, or there was rumors. Let me let me clarify. There were rumors that there was going to be a Bronco truck, and now those rumors supposedly are dead. And what I'm hearing is in the place is that 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 Raptor Ranger that is available overseas but not in the U.S. is coming to the U.S. market. Now, yeah. you know that's still rumor, and I haven't yeah. seen any specs or anything. Well, but. if they do that, it'll kill the tremor. I mean, they might as well just forget about the tremor. Well, definitely, but um, unless the price, unless the pricing is so far apart between a Tremor Ranger and a Tremor or and a a Raptor Ranger, you know, unless those price points are super far apart, I I would think it's going to kill the Tremor. I don't think that's going to be that big of a deal for them, though. I bet it's such a small segment. True. That it wouldn't be that big deal, And, and I would see, you know, depending on what the what the yeah, that's a mouthful to say to you. The Ranger Raptor. The, do you say Raptor Ranger or Ranger I, Raptor? I don't know. Raptor Ranger, <laughs> Ranger fast, Raptor. And how fast can you say it? And how many can you afford? <laughs> hey, can you do it five times? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But no, I mean, you know, I'm curious because, I mean, the Ford Raptor is amazing. It's yes. one of my favorite trucks, hands down. Even though I wouldn't even use a third of its capabilities, it's still one of my favorite trucks. Mm-hmm. So the question is, when you come down to the Ranger, you're looking at smaller. What's the gas mileage going to be? What's the price point going to be? What's the specs? So what's what's the percentage of people who are in the market for a smaller truck going to be able to buy it? I don't know. Yeah. No, I, 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 I'm right there with you. They may take a good. They may take a chunk out of a uh, Toyota's uh, TRD Pro business with it. Who knows? Yeah. Well, you know, it, 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 yeah, you're right because it's you, like I said, you just really never know. You know what they're thinking, what their research has has, has told them. You know, focus groups and yada yada yada. So, yeah, you, you never know. But I tell you what, they better start making their own chips. And quit being at the mercy of other countries because this is going to – because they're not – nobody's coming around. I mean, I'm watching – I don't know about in your neck of the woods, but we got car lots with like six or seven vehicles on them, and that's it. So I'll blow your mind. I'll go out sometime in the next week and take pictures and put them on our uh, Facebook page. But um, I live in Midlothian, Texas, a suburb of DFW, and we have um, – do you know what they call them, honey? Are they car storage lots or – So they ship them over, you know, from the dealerships, right? And then they put them on transporters, and they take them to these lots. And the lots are so full that the company, yes, and the company owns some other property here. And so now there's controversy in our town because they're going to have to start using that other property to store vehicles. Acres and acres and miles. Cars stacked. Parks, you know, like barely a shoulder's length apart. You could barely open the door. And they're, they're brand new. And none of them are drivable because oh, they need chips. Yeah. Okay. 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 I was going to say because, but the, the cars that are actually for sale on the lot, there aren't any, and it's insane. Well, 
But so what I'm being told by some dealers is that because there's such a backup on these lots yeah. that the OEMs are coming to the dealers and saying, hey, let's put these on your lots. And they said, are you crazy? Yeah. Because somebody's going to show up wanting to buy that Bronco or that, that Ranger, and I'm going to have to tell them I can't sell it to you because it doesn't drive. Like, Yeah, <laughs> or, or oh, no, no, I'll sell it to you. And by the way, there's a tow truck that comes with it. Right. We'll deliver it to you. Yeah. And you, um, and you can put it in your front yard. But... You can put it in your front yard, and it'll look really good for lawn uh, lawn art. And by the way, don't forget to make your payments. All right. Hey, kid. It was fun talking to you, as it always is. I look forward to hearing from you next week. And uh, be safe, and we'll talk to you down there. Oh, how do people follow you? Uh, Zany Mom NTX, uh, FocusDailyNews.com, or... Uh, like I said, facebook.com backslash YK radio, and I'll see if I can't get some pictures of that lot. It's yeah. just interesting to see. That'd be funny. My gosh, we actually had Marlon say something in the background. I'm going arch- <laughs> I'm gonna archive this show. All right, kiddo. Take care. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. All right. Folks, you're listening to the You Ought to Know Show, FM 961. AM 1170, the answer. Folks, welcome back to the You Ought to Know show right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. The segment brought to you by Convoy Auto Service. I'm sorry, Weather Machine AC and Heating. I just signed up for my yearly service. What a screaming deal. They'll come out twice a year and make sure my AC system is top notch. Also, John's Automotive Care, two locations, one on Riverdale Street, and the other one in Kearney May or La Mesa. One's import, one's general automotive. Nap Auto Care ASC certified master tech. Go to John's with an S, San Diego Auto Repair.com. Find out all the locations that fit your needs and make sure you tell them Dave sent you. We got Brian Armstead on the line. Hey, Brian, how's it going, buddy? I'm fine, Dave. How are you today? I'm not doing too bad. How's the lovely weather back there? Are you getting some sunshine? Oh, my goodness. It's a, it's a beautiful day. Yesterday, I. Uh... I said here my my marina is right behind the Pentagon, so it was uh, kind of a melancholy day yesterday. But it's a uh, a beautiful commemoration of uh, a, a historic tragedy. So uh, you know, life goes on uh, yep. for another day, uh, and, and I was able to thank uh, two groups of people yesterday: some naval officers who were serving as a an escort for at a funeral ceremony at Arlington, and uh, some Afghan. Uh, refugees who had come here to the Washington metropolitan area last week, and they were sitting at the arena having lunch with their uh, Lutheran church sponsor. So it was a good day yesterday, but, uh, you know, today is a new day, beautiful, and it's time to talk Bronco Day for Bronco. Yeah, which which one were you in? I was in the Black Diamond. Well, excuse me, I was in the uh, Wild Track model. So, folks, if you're not familiar with the hysteria that's going on right now you know ford has reprised the bronco they've taken that legendary nameplate created a whole new series of very capable sport utilities in the bronco sport and really super off-roaders in the uh the ford bronco the bronco sport is a smaller version kind of like a bronco 2 was back in the day and the uh, bronco is not as big as the bronco from the 1990s that was just a five-mile-a-gallon monster. That thing was enormous, uh, but it's still super good-looking, super capable, and bound to keep the Bronco name going for decades to come. This is a home run hit by Ford. They've been on a roll. You know, their Mustang uh, brand is, is killing it. 
their SUVs are, are pretty solid with expedition and uh, excursion. And, you know, I'm sorry, not excursion, but Explorer. Um, and then, you know, they come out with these sport utes that are just uh, uh, dedicated off-roaders, and they're really, really terrific vehicles. So the Bronco, we're going to focus on just the Bronco today, not the Bronco Sport, which is um, the tinier, smaller one. They have a base model that comes in at 28000 It's just basically, 28 rather, it's just basically, if you want to trick out your truck your way instead of Ford's way, this is the platform. You buy it for 28500 you add a destination charge of 1495 you're out the door for just over 30000 and you can start SEMA, eBay, Amazon, you know, parts, all the parts uh, suppliers that you want. You can just, like, do it to death. So um, that's the, uh, the base model. Then you have the Big Ben. It's really more suited for increased off-roading. comes with a leather-wrapped steering wheel, heated seats, a few more fancy accoutrements inside, aluminum wheels, a power inverter, a 115-volt uh, power inverter, remote start. And you can also uh, uh, go up to the Black Diamond, which is the one you had, Dave, another adventure off-roader. Mm-hmm. It features the standard rear-locking differential, steel front and rear bumpers, rock rails, which are great for when you climb in rocks, you don't beat the crap out of the underbody of your car, mm-hmm. heavy-duty skid plates, and seven GOAT modes, G-O-A-T. Now, Ford calls it goes over any type of terrain, but that would be G-O-A-T-T. <laughs> so I just say goes over any terrain. I don't know why they put the any type, the word type in there. It just doesn't make any sense. But basically, these are selectable modes for rocks and sand and snow. Uh, really helps you to take full advantage of the uh, four-wheel drive system in the car. This is a full-time uh, four-wheel drive system. It's got marine-grade vinyl and washout flooring, Dave, really great. It's got drains in the floor. You're in the mud. You're in the sand. Take your hose. Wash that baby out. Let it drain to the ground. Put the plugs back in. I did go off-roading one time in a Jeep Gladiator, and I was in a river. Didn't realize there was not a plug in the car. That was another adventure that we could talk about <laughs> <another> day. <laughs> the Outer Banks, uh, 18-inch wheels, LED headlamps and taillights, body cover fenders and flares, powder-coated tube steps, which are really good-looking, uh, optional 12-inch LCD touchscreen, and Diane Olufsen sound system, so a little more upgrade with that one. Badlands, uh, it's, if you need a little more off-road capability, then this is a good one for you. It's got the Bilstein position-sensitive monotube shocks, stabilized disconnect if you want to do, if you need increased articulation climbing, some serious rocks. Front and rear locking differentials, uh, 35, 33-inch uh, tires are available, wheels of tires, full range of interior accoutrements. Uh, and then my model, the Wild Track, starts at 46,980, 35-inch tires on 17-inch beadlock wheels, beadlock-capable wheels, Bilstein shocks, locking front and rear differentials, twin-turbo V6 EcoBoost, outputting 310 horsepower, 400 pound-feet of torque, a little bit more than that. 10-speed automatic transmission. It comes with a standard hardtop on two- and four-door models, black grille, black wheels, unique hood graphics. And it was developed in off-road environments. They really took this thing off-road to set the bar for off-road capabilities very high. And then you have the, uh, the first edition, which is already sold out. So, Dave, uh, for 48 
980, I had like $7,700 in options, including the wild track package, mm -hmm. which includes uh, the 12-inch screen we talked about, a 360-degree camera, luxury, some luxury features, adaptive cruise control, a B&O connected built-in navigation system with three years of service, a heated steering wheel, wireless charging. Some, some other other options include a cargo area protector, 120 bucks, body side molding graphic, 520. Towing capability package, 595. Keyless entry keypad. That's really cool. Ford has those numbers on the door where you can, you know, lock your keys in the car and then get back in by punching a series of numbers on a door mounted a B pillar keypad. Great feature. Only $110. Roof rails with crossbars in black. $365 in leather trim on the uh, bucket seats, uh, $21.95. Out the door, $54.770. Fourteen ninety five for the destination charge, fifty six two sixty five. Great driving characteristics, Dave. Of course we did it on road and we did it off road at the Ford Off Rodeo. You get it off road mm -hmm. off road off rodeo basically. And that's down in Austin, Texas. You go out there, man, and they have a course that is just set up by experts and the guys and the ladies that run that program. It's a sensational off-road course. You thought you had fun driving the uh, Santa Cruz on, on some rocks, man. This thing, we were climbing boulders. Eh? I mean, boulders. <laughs> you know, big, big rocks. Big, big A rocks. I mean, and having fun and the big hole was just taking it. You know, you climb the bottom a little bit. Like, That's okay. It's got skid plates. That's okay. It's got the, you know, the rails. I mean, I, you know, I don't like to climb anything, but, you know, they're like, go for it. This, this vehicle is built to do it. And you can drive all the different models, and then they have an extensive accessories area where you can put your hands on all the accessories, the scores of accessories that are available for, available for Bronco. You can put your hands on them, catch and feel them, and you know, and, and picture them on the car. They have graphics with the accessories on the vehicle, so you can visualize what your Bronco is going to look like. And then they have static models with all kinds of accessories, tents and trailers. I mean, it's just, it's just so much stuff. It's just really, it really boggles the mind. So you can literally spend 70000 75000 on a Bronco if you just went buck wild all of the different accessorization options that they offer. But basically, if you want a really, really nice one, you're looking like between $45,000 and $55,000 you'll be set a vehicle that will turn heads, that will go anywhere, that will go over any type of terrain, to a goatee, <laughs> and uh, it's just fun. And it's the latest hot vehicle. You see them coming, everybody's, you know, like, oh, my God, there's the uh, there's the Bronco. Kind of like when the Hummer uh, first came out and Arnold Schwarzenegger was mm. promoting the Hummer. So it's that kind of incitement. Uh, not so much with the Bronco, too. I think it's already been kind of outclassed by the Bronco. It's just a small vehicle. It's nice, but... It just, you know, if you're a serious off-roader, you, you're, you're not going to mess around with the Bronco. I'm not the Bronco, too, the uh, Bronco Sport. Mm -hmm. You're not going to mess around with the Bronco Sport. You're going to go ahead and, and roll a few extra corners and get that, uh, get that regular Ford Bronco. It is a bad machine. It's a bad machine. I absolutely love it. I think it's a very, very, very strong candidate for North American Truck of the Year, SUV of the Year, utility oh, yeah. of the Year, rather. And, uh, you know, Ford continues to just swing for the fences. Too bad they don't have Michael Trips, but, you know, 
that you guys were talking about, but uh, yeah, you know that's uh, that should be resolved um, soon. And, uh, and again, if we put more money and resources into developing our technology in country instead of sending jobs overseas, uh, we'd be a lot better off as a nation. And you know, we'd have people making good jobs, but you know, corporations are are built on profits for the shareholders. So it's kind of a, a catch twenty two. Shareholders are the same people sometimes who are losing their jobs to companies that are going overseas, but they're trying to make more money for those people. So you're making a little extra money, but the community is poor because the jobs are now in, you know, wherever. So um, it's, uh, I wish we could focus as a nation on really kind of building back the pride that made in the USA stands for. I'd sure like to see it myself, man. Let me tell you. All right. Well, hey, yeah. uh, we will talk to you next week. Uh, how do people follow you around? On uh, Instagram and Twitter at Road Gear Sun. And as Kristen always so eloquently states, on the You Ought to Know page on Facebook. All right, buddy. Dave, uh, great, great to see you guys. You all have a wonderful weekend. Thanks you, for the great board work. You too. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk to... Uh, Brad Gelski from Dodge Ram. He's a user experience manager talking about the Ram U Connect they just set up right here on FM 961 AM 1170. The answer, folks. Welcome back to You Ought to Know on FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. This segment is brought to you by Convoy Auto Service, Nap Auto Care, ASE certified master tech. Warranty good, clear across continental United States, and in that same location, Bumper Doc Kearney Mesa for lease returns, window tinting, paintless dent repair. Nobody does it better. Uh, right now, we're going to talk to Brad, I guess it's Geske. He's the Dodge and Ram user experience manager talking about Ram hooking you connect up. Take a listen. Well, you know, folks, uh, it looks like Ram has... Uh, launched UConnect in five of their or in their in, in their trucks, and you may not know a whole lot about UConnect, just like I may not know a whole lot about UConnect. But uh, we have Brad uh, Giske, who heads up the Dodge and Ram user experiences on the line. Hey, Brad, how's it going? Good. How are you doing, Dave? Doing great. So, what are some of the benefits to the consumer who's madly in love with Ram? Uh, when Uconnect comes out, what, what are they going to experience? Sure. Uh, some of the key pieces is the, the system is more powerful than ever, so it's five times more powerful than our outgoing system, so processing-wise. Uh, we have new features and personalization that's, that's unique, obviously, for a RAM brand, so uh, bringing out uh, all the essential aspects that the customer is expecting. So, And the, the key piece, really, for us is taking all this technology and making it easy and simple to use. So that's that's really really important for us. It's something we concentrate very heavily on. Right. So basically, you're making it user friendly because nothing will frustrate out a customer. You know, when they try to hook up their their equipment, their phone, their their whatever it is, they're trying to hook up, and they have challenges with it. Which is what we did way back when when we first started trying to do this. It, it was a little cumbersome at first. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the key piece is uh, the customer wants to jump in and be off and running, right? Both for the individual that uh, is first driving it or test driving the vehicle, all the way to the customer that's using it for the third or fourth year, right? It's uh, it's really, again, 
that ease of use, that jumping in intuitiveness, uh, really thinking through the system. And, and we've, we've really done that with our, our Uconnect 5 system and providing the right content in the right locations for our customer to be able to access information. Gotcha. And when you say information, give us a couple examples. Sure, sure. So uh, ultimately, our system is, is kind of profile-based. It's personalized. So uh, when certain customers want certain content, they can actually bring it first surface. So we challenge ourselves to have experiences where the customer can get from place to place in the system within two button presses. And uh, in fact, that's our, our normal challenge. We actually challenge ourselves to, to try to get our customers to get there in one, which is really cool. So we have what's called a home screen. Our customer can basically put on 50% or 25% widgets, which gives them content. It's building off of our, our current system that people might be familiar with home screen-wise, but it's adding another level where it's customization. The, cu the customer can have up to five pages of their unique information. And again, each of these home screen widgets has about, 20%, 30% of the main functionality of an app. So the customer is not having to go app to app to app to get information. It's all provided first surface to them. Oh, that's awesome. And can more than one driver have his own profile? Yes, absolutely. We have five driver profiles plus a valet. Oh, wow. Because, you know, there are times, you know, the family, the husband, the wife, maybe the, one of the kids, you never know. And, you know, that's important that they're able to uh, – and will the vehicle recognize that driver, or do they need to put, like, a profile number in? Uh, it will uh, recognize the last driver that's known. Uh, the the customer can actually hook key fobs and attach them to the profile. So, therefore, if a husband-wife combination gets in, based on their key fob, it will understand and recognize uh, who it is. And it'll link to uh, both radio customization, the home screen content we should discuss, cluster memory seats, and even navigation. So really cool stuff. Yeah, no, and, and you know, and that stuff, more stuff to come because you guys are, you know, you're working on that constantly. Yes, absolutely. And uh, funny, in the development of the system, uh, I, have, I have two little ones. Uh, they're now three and five. And uh, they use their iPads all the time, and we talk about those ease of use. And we actually have them, they're, they're jumping in and, and spending time on the system, and they can navigate through it. So that, that's a huge thing to us uh, from, from that standpoint, having our customers have easy accessibility. Right. Now, is this a subscription system, or does it come with the vehicle? Uh, the system comes with the vehicle. Uh, there are some subscription pieces. However, the core system automatically comes with the vehicle. So we have... Our, the home screen's all there. Your profiles are all there. Media, navigation. Uh, we have dual phone connectivity, so you can actually have two phones connected, and uh, we can come back and talk in detail on that. We have our climate and comfort information, our vehicle-specific content uh, with off-road pages, performance pages, drive modes, race options, uh, as well as uh, cameras. Uh, which is huge because we have 360-degree cameras and trailer cams and other things that are very specific to the RAM customer, along with the apps that exist within the system. So, But, yes, the customer can add uh, some subscription-based as well. Well, and the other thing, too, and I, you know, I didn't mention off-air, but I'm an old service manager for 30 years. So, you know, educating the consumer is probably one of the bigger challenges. And back in the day, there was really nothing to educate. Well, today... There's a lot. And the beauty of, of this system is if you get a vehicle, <clears throat> salesman walks you all the way through it, 
and you get home and your wife says, so what do you got? I go, I don't know. I don't remember anything you said. You can always go back to the dealer. It doesn't hurt to make an appointment. And the salespeople will be more than happy to walk you through this uh, so that you don't end up just ignoring something that you don't know how to use. Absolutely, yes. This is a, a very important step for us is to be able to communicate to our customers. Uh, so feel free to reach out um, to, to your dealers. Look at YouTube. There's lots of cool YouTube channels out there where people will go through the system and you can learn it. We have content on our websites as well. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, we, we want to be as free with the information. And really when we designed it, we designed it to have a, a, a tablet feel to it. So those of you that are familiar with uh, any smartphones or, or tablets, you, you're going to have a similar experience with it, with getting through the system. Our main menu bar exists at the bottom uh, like it always has. And we've evolved that. And we also have a tab structure that gets you from subsection to subsection, and that's consistent throughout the system. So the customer can actually select gesture on the screen to take you from subsection to subsection, or just press a button, uh, and it'll take you from, from place to place again very quickly. Is this, uh, will this be on uh, just 2022s, or can you get it on the 21 models? Uh, the 21 models come with the uh, VP4 and VP5 system, which is our Uconnect 4 system. Uh, that system has home screen and has other great features to it. And uh, so this is a, an evolution, and this is a new system for the model you're trying to. Are you able to, let's say there's some adjustments that need to be made instead of going to the dealer, can service adjustments uh, or upgrades, can that be done through the system? Yes, we have um, system over the updates as well as app over the updates. So as we progress, as uh, there are bug fixes or new new uh, features or functions potentially can can be brought into the system, which is very cool. The system's based on Android, so uh, the Android operating system, and we've designed the system so that it's capable of future flexibility. Wow, that's phenomenal! And I got to tell you. You know, I'm not a real technical guy, but YouTube saved my life one day. I had a an electric vehicle, and I couldn't find where you plugged it in. I took that I mean, I was around that vehicle 52 times, so I finally bit the bullet. It was in the grill, and you had to push a little teeny grill piece, and then the door opened up. I go, just give me a door like on a gas door, but thank God for YouTube. Yeah, yeah, YouTube's a savior, no question. Uh, however, you know, at, uh, at RAM, we really try and, and strive ourselves to uh, look at those type of situations and try to, to design for them before they become an issue. So we, we, we strive ourselves in doing that and uh, work very hard with that. User-friendly is your media middle name, and that's what I like. I think it's fantastic. All right, well, hey, Brad, thank you very much for taking time out of the day. And, folks, you can go to the website. Uh, all kinds of information are there in the last, you know, ditch effort. Of course, YouTube is pretty knowledgeable as well. There will be plenty of things for you to look at as well. Brad, thanks very much, and uh, appreciate you taking time out of your day to call in. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. All right, folks. Hey, well, I tell you what, that little Toyota Corolla is cross. is pretty cool little vehicle. You might want to check it out. All right, race your radio right around the corner. Got a special guest calling in. Uh, Corey is uh, one of the drivers of U11, if I'm not mistaken. And I'm looking forward to his check. Bay Fair's coming up next week, so you'll definitely want to 
sit back, relax, and take a listen to this interview and all the other interviews on Racer Radio. FM This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.